Welcome to the Saved by Mother Earth podcast, hosted by Heather Webster. In this podcast, Heather weaves together conversations of spirituality, wellness, and nature immersion to help create connection for your mind, body, and soul, allowing you to know your authentic self and enhancing your connection within and your connections with others. Heather combines her love of learning, teaching, spirituality, nature, and others to bring this podcast to you. Come join us on the journey of self-discovery. Well, welcome, Christina, to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you today? I am doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. And um, you're from the UK, which we were just talking about. How is yeah. the weather out there in the UK? Oh, it's been actually pretty good. It's actually been quite a dry spring, which always makes us worry because that means that it might be a wet summer, but we try not to think about that. <laughs> so... We're, we've been hoping for some nice warm days. So yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that's pretty interesting good. how that's so different from here where there, it's like this idea of if there's a dry spring, it's really concerning because it means that there's gonna be a really dry summer in terms of just people having water and access. No. Fire. Oh no. Here is this interesting. And I mean, like I'm married to an Englishman, so, you know, I've kind of developed the mentality over 20 years, but it's kind of this space of you go, all right, we know we're going to have rain. But just when and there's it's like will we get a summer that that's the question that every english person has. will we get that summer we don't know <laughs> so right. yes we we kind of are hoping that the wind brings in some nice warmer temperatures and we can set up our pool and have our summer before the rain comes yeah oh, that's <laughs> wonderful well so one of the things we talked about earlier or previously through chat is just this idea around loving to be outdoors right and the spirituality that goes along with that do you want to share a little bit about your story and who you are and what you do and oh yeah how you that's that's look? a long story how long did you say this podcast was? <laughs> <laughs> there's right. a lot there's a lot in that maybe um, condense it down <laughs> okay i can condense it down yeah i'll tell you the the highlights the little bullet points um so i'm a spiritually awareness coach and an energy healer i've been mostly working with parents for the last six years and now i'm kind of branching out to just working with anyone who is feeling the chaos of our current world because my passion is really always about finding center and calm and groundedness and your own spiritual connection no matter how chaotic the world is and no matter how chaotic and busy your day is you know that sense of deep connection within yourself uh, my own podcast is called showing up whole and that's really what i've kind of developed as my thing it's like wholeness sacred wholeness making sure that you show up with all aspects of yourself throughout the day and so i've been on the spiritual path uh, even as a teenager, I was kind of inching into it and inching into it and kind of going, questioning everything, driving my parents crazy. And um, then I went into, well, I was a, in theater and I was a singer and I was trying to find my way in the arts. And then finally, when I went to university, I dove into religious studies and I was questioning and questioning and questioning until finally I drove my teachers crazy. And they said, will you just give it up? Follow a mystical path. Stop trying to fit into a box and just go do your on your way. And uh, so then I did, 
And I just went into self-development and I went into spirituality on a deeper, deeper level. I started exploring energy work. I started exploring all the, the fun stuff. And then I started working with my angels and then I started getting nudges. And quite frankly, those nudges after listening to them, I ended up flying across to the UK from Canada on a random trip on a random plane, which led to me meeting my husband, basically being nudged into his arms. So it was this magical frying pan to the head moment where I went, okay, I definitely need to be listening to something because this was a little out of the world. So, you know, 21 years later, we have three kids. We have lived in Canada. We have lived in Spain. We've world schooled in Spain. We've traveled a lot and now we're settled here in the UK and I'm doing what I do. So yeah, oh that's God. the condensed I love it all. And I just, I don't want to like bypass that amazing story about like following your nudge and finding your husband. Right. So like this idea of we, we allow, if we allow it, we get messages in. And so how did that nudge come about? Um, oh, I just got chills. Um, it, it was a little bit of, of, of working into it. I mean, first of all, I didn't really know what I was following. I didn't, I was kind of just listening to this inner intuition that I wasn't for the dating game. I wasn't like, I, I wasn't supposed to be out there dating. I wasn't supposed to be out there, you know, just, just kind of looking for someone. Instead, I knew that there was a someone and I had always known this. And finally, I just went, fine. Okay. I'll just give up and I'll just, follow that someone. And so then it was kind of this banter back and forth between the universe and myself that I just started trusting in that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to follow the someone, but you got to lead me to it. And it became stretching that muscle of really practicing that, okay, I'm going to listen to what you're telling me. I'm going to follow what your, what those pulls are. And from there, it literally, it took about, it was about three years in the making of me going on travels and, you know, listening to those guidances of being like, turn here. And I'll be like, okay, I'm turning here. Or, okay, like go, go into this shop. Okay. I'm going into this shop. There's nothing for me here. I don't know why you've led me here. And then it's like, just testing you, you know, those kind of things of like, you're just listening and listening and listening and play, it became playful. And then um, after, yeah, a couple of years of kind of leaning into that and saying, Hey, I want to meet someone. There's someone out there. Um, I started just getting all these different indicators that that was something to trust. And then I, again, I found myself on that plane and literally we met September 12th, 2001. So literally the day after 9-11, I was in, you know, a hostel down in Glastonbury in the UK. And, you know, my mom was like, get home now. And I was like, I don't feel like flying a plane. <laughs> so I get so... <laughs> And uh, then, you know, I was kind of, it's interesting because I was listening to, I felt like one of my guides was like Archangel Michael, who I still work with. And uh, I ended, we ended up meeting, it was known as the Michael Teachings, which was a, a lecture that was happening in there. And I had gone because I was like, oh, Michael, maybe that's something I'm supposed to go to. And it was just, yeah. So that that was a pivotal point in my life because it meant that even though um, I mean, we had we proceeded to have two little girls 10 months apart from each other. It was we lived in my parents. We were really struggling for money. There was so many challenges after we got together. Um, but because of how we met, it was like this undercurrent of knowing that there was this deeper way of living, this sacredness to life that you could tap into. 
oh, we did not tap into it all the time. There's a lot of long stretches that we forgot to tap into that. But at the same time, it was like, no, we know it's there because look, here we are. Oh no, we know it's there. Look, here we are. Right. And, and the fact that like beginning of that story, you were talking about how you were just open to it. Cause you were just kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. And the fact that you, I love this when you were talking about being playful with it, because it's something I talk about with my clients and on social media and stuff all the time of like, just allow yourself to go to the end of your driveway and say, should I go left or right and see what comes to you? And that's, it's so funny. Cause now that I'm living this lifestyle where I can Every morning I wake up, unless I have something like scheduled or whatever, every morning I wake up and say, which way do I want to go today? That's where do I want to go today? Right. And it's, it's led to so many amazing opportunities that even when I've had a plan of maybe somewhere I was going to go, the universe will like, as long as you're open to it can yeah. steer you to another plan that's much more aligned with what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to have to tell my my son about your, the fact that you're traveling like that because we went on a, a nature walk on the weekend and he, him and I are the ones that like love to do that. Like we'll just, we drive our family crazy because we'll just be like, well, let's get lost and see what happens. And he swears he's got the perfect sense of direction. He's like 12 and a half, right? So he's like, no, no, no. And he usually doesn't get me lost. He usually has a really good sense of direction. So we were out wandering across fields. And here in the UK, it's great because you have public footpaths. So every farmer from ancient tradition has to have public footpaths across their farms at certain places. So you can just wander. And you just walk and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, public footpath. Okay, so we'll just go. And so you end up with like in fields with cows or like bumping into sheep or, you know, walking across massive fields and standing at the top of a hill. It's brilliant. Um, anyway, on Saturday, I must admit, we took a couple of wrong turns. And <laughs> finally, I was like, enough. But he's like, I'm being a wanderer. He's like, this is what my dream is. I'm just going to go and just take different directions and just see where I go. I'm just going to wander the world. And I'm like, that's great. Like, but now we're officially lost. So we're calling your dad and thank God for cell phones. Cause I can tell him exactly where we are. <laughs> what is that saying? Not all who wander are lost. Some are. Um, that's right. He was like, let's go to this village and we'll just start a new life. I'm like, yeah, we'll miss the people back home. And they're really going to wonder where we are. <laughs> We might send out the search party. They very well might. <laughs> I love this idea that every farmer has to have a public footpath. It it really brings me back to when I was younger. We had I lived in a, a row of houses. I think there were like seven or eight houses. Yeah, probably like eight houses. And it was funny because the kids, because we were such a tight community, and at that point, it wasn't big. Usually people stayed home or they had babysitters that came into the home. It wasn't big into like a lot of activities after school mm, yeah, or yeah. like my mom stayed home with us. And I think my neighbor's mom was able to stay home with them. And, and so there was this path that the kids had worn into the ground that connected all eight houses because, and it was all in front of every house. And it was just this nice path that went through all like, and we had trees on the side of our property, but there was a little path that went right in between. And it was just, that's brilliant. it was an amazing thing that just happened because we were all playing and we were a community and we felt like a community because we had that connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's it's really it's always really interesting when it's it's off the beaten path. 
So even like, you know, you can have a public footpath, but it's still off the beaten path. Like this right. isn't, you know, like you usually have these little um, steps and anyone who's in England, you know, that that's listening to this, they're probably like, yeah, <laughs> she's totally got this. Like she's taking, making way too big a deal of this, but still it's like, <laughs> you know, you get these little like steps up over different fences and things. So you have to kind of like walk up, step up and climb into the next field. And then you walk through the field. And sometimes it's like, you're just wandering. You're like, I have no idea where this is. Is there a path? I don't see a path, but we're supposed to, we're allowed to be here. And there's this sense of freedom. Right. I mean, in Canada, you don't go near someone's field, you know, like that's just like, you don't, you know, it's like, this is, it's trespassing. You don't do that. Whereas here, you know, you're kind of like, I'm awfully close to this person's house and I'm walking by their cows. <laughs> I don't know if this is okay, but it's just the way it is. And so it must it, seem so mystical for kids. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember loving like that. Like I grew up in an area that had a lot of farms nearby too. And it was because we knew a lot of people we were able to, it was, because it was a tight knit community, we were able to kind of go on certain people's farms, like yeah. land. And I had yeah. one friend who had like a, uh, land that was covered in like in the I guess it's the spring and summer I don't remember like but covered in like straw or whatever that they would then bail and it was just this mystical yeah. time to be able to run through the grass yeah and yeah. and just be like I don't know where I'm going it's almost like it's a little maze yeah yeah definitely it's brilliant and I mean it was really interesting talking to my son about it um, because we haven't gone for a ramble, like we call them rambles, and and we haven't done that for quite a few months, just because we haven't really gotten around to it and hasn't been, it didn't feel right. And then all of a sudden, we just went. And it was funny, because he was talking about it. And he was just like, he himself, he was like, you know, it just feels like a totally different world. He was like, it's like you leave the house, and you're just in a different space, a totally different world. And in that, you know, I, we talked about how you just release any any of the electromagnetic energy that you've picked up from the house and you're just away from the internet and you're away from everything. You're totally present. So yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. It's it's, really it's where I find the most spirituality is, yeah. is nature. Do you find that as well? It, I always find like, I can find deepest spirituality by looking at the sky. I mean, like I, I've had some of the, you know, the sky to me is, is okay. I guess, I guess where I would break it down into categories. So I would find that I would, um, feel if I'm feeling, uh, like I need defragmenting, then nature is a great go-to. That is where I can find that spiritual defragmentation, um, and get back to ground, get back to present. Um, whereas looking at the sky, looking at the stars, looking at the moon, that more celestial space, that would be more like what I call plugging in. So it's like plugging into the universe, plugging into your spiritual source. So there's, I mean, that's a subtle difference, but there is still a difference. It's rather than, I mean, looking up at the sky is something that I would do on a, a on a day-to-day numerous times throughout the day basis. Whereas I find that if I get out into nature, when things are just way too, then I find that then that's where that grounding comes in. So it's a little bit of both, I suppose. And it makes complete sense, right? Because you're talking about grounding by going out in nature and like walking on the ground. And then this whole plugging in, like in terms of using the sky and things like that, which yeah. aligns very much with the chakras of yeah. like your root chakra and your third Absolutely. eye and crown chakra, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're receiving your spiritual connection through the crown chakra. And then you want the energy flowing down deep into the ground through your feet, you know, and rooting you into the earth. Um, 
there's also the aspect too energetically of the fact that you know something like trees like the other day i was like just dealing with a lot of information my daughters are taking a trip down to london for the first time on their own so i'm like Whoa. <laughs> and i could just feel all of this stressful energy bouncing off me so i go take the dog out for a walk and go for a walk and there's this is beautiful tree. So I always just go and lean up against the tree. And I just gave all of that energy to a tree and, and the tree knows how to deal with it. You right. know, so it's like, it's, <laughs> it's you, I, I have a tendency, I'm very focused on practical spirituality. So it's kind of like, I know that in a stressful moment when my head's blasting open, if I try to connect to the sky and ask more spiritual energy in, it's going to get frazzled before, by the time it reaches my feet, it's just not happening. So it's just, going to expand that if and yet at the same time, if I can't find my feet, if I can't find that process of rooting, then taking part in a different form of nature will kind of ease that flow in. So yeah, yeah. when I like this idea of what you're saying, like you need to kind of release before you can allow more new and more connected energy to come in. And I think it's so interesting, because a lot of clients I see, and people out there want to just race to mm-hmm. and they do this thing that i think you call like hobby spirituality i think is what yeah. you talked about can you explain yeah. that a little bit more because i think that is so important to talk about yeah it's it, it really really is it's it's the fact that often we see spirituality as something that we do in in the past time it becomes that hobby on the shelf it's like oh i'm gonna do some spiritual stuff now you know so it's like get out the crystals or, you know, go get the Oracle cards. And I mean, like, those are things that I do all the time, but spirit, we are spiritual beings. We're having a physical experience. There's no getting away from being spiritual. This is not something that you have to decide, oh, I'm just gonna be a bit, I'm gonna be spiritual. You are spiritual, you are a spirit. This is who you are. And so therefore it's really about integrating that into your heart and mind and soul that every single moment of your life is a spiritual thing. And that can be, even when you're paying your bills, you are taking part in an energetic process. And the hobby, I mean, like, I I can do a good full moon ritual as well as the next one. I love spiritual practices. Like they excite me and they thrill me. Um, And at the same time too, I know that they are, worthwhile because they actually physicalize things in you're really showing the universe hey i'm committed look at this i'm doing this but too often a hobby spiritual life can be about oh yeah i'm gonna try that oh i'm gonna do that this is fun this is great okay oh i'm really stressed i'm too stressed to meditate i can't do that right now and you go oh my god you're missing out on a massive opportunity to relieve that stress um Another way to look at it is that we really get caught up in the world and the the world's processing and what we're supposed to think about and how you should act and the roles that you should fill. And if you put the priority on those and what your active life is doing, then spirituality becomes one of them. But really, it can be like petrol to your car. You know, it is the fuel that helps you drive through your day. So, you know. Yeah, yes. that's that's really it's an active part of life yes. rather than something to just pick up and drop. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because when I was thinking about my own spiritual journey, it almost started as like the hobby. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I love oh, I'm going to go to a, a reader today and get that message, but then I might forget about it for a little bit." And then, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to oh, this crystal's pretty." Number one, I've always been drawn to rocks and crystal like 
rocks anyway. And so it was like, I would get these crystals and I put them away and forget about them. And then I would get, oh, a Oracle deck. And then it became something where I was like, oh, this is becoming me or I'm already it. Or it's all like, right. It's like this whole big, I love this setting. You said you are a spirit. This is who you are. Um, And so I think that is the essence of it. I think a lot of people start off as like hobbies and then they start to see, oh, wait a minute, this is working. This isn't just, this is something real here. And now, like you said, those full moon rituals and things like that, that just become part of your full practice that you're doing all the time. Yeah. Interesting though, when you start to go down this journey, one thing that I've talked to clients and had to go with, go through myself as well is there's going to be a change sometimes with relationships with people as you go through this. Did you experience that as well? Um, Yes and no. Uh, That's one of the beautiful things about moving around a lot, really, is that your relationships change anyway. It's also the same thing as when you become a parent, your relationships change anyway. So so there's definitely that flexibility. Um, There's also always the same uh, challenge that when you actually commit to a spiritual life and when you actually say, okay, I'm going to actually focus on showing up whole, what you end up doing is you start seeing the world from a wider perspective. So because of that, then it's really hard to function on that same one line story that a lot of people will talk about. So, you know, I was always naturally a questioner, as I said, like, you know, I drove my parents crazy because it was always like, yeah, but why? But but why? But why? I didn't, you know, trust authority. I didn't really, you know, I was the first one to speak up. And when you decide to listen to your inner guidance, it works against logic and the world functions on logic. So you're always going to kind of, you got to kind of reconcile that. You got to reconcile the fact that it's like, yeah, you know what? People are not going to get it. And that's okay. They're not going to get it. I I think, I think an important thing to draw in on this and drawing from what you talked a little bit about um, with, you know, trying it out as a hobby first and, and kind of easing into it. You have to remember that your subconscious brain is, is really it's going to fight back for a little while of actually expanding past the logic you were raised in, you know, like our brain patterns get established at a very young age is like seven to nine years old. And so that means that you have to reprogram that brain, you know, and so that's what we spend time doing. So every time you get, you know, try out the crystal, I really like this. It makes sense. You're going to forget because your brain wants your patterns, you know, it's like, we've been practicing these patterns for a really long time and everything you're doing is feeling very unsafe to us because it's very different than what you're usually what we usually do so we're going to make you forget about that and so that's why the more you practice it the more you practice it the more you practice it suddenly you're changing those brain patterns and you're actually creating a new habit which means that people it means that you can actually allow it in a little bit more becomes more natural it becomes who you are and so you got to give yourself some grace in that (laughs) So often people are like, I keep forgetting to do those things. It's like, yeah, I know. Cause your brain is getting in the way saying, do not do that. Yep. Yeah. And I find when you're under, when I'm under stress or kind of in more of a, a space where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I start questioning it again. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know this works. Like just <laughs> stick with it because it is what's, uh, this is my, my path. This is where I'm supposed to be going. And this is, it, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. Yeah. But it's very funny because in those moments when it's just like, oh, 
yeah. you start to be like, oh, wait, this doesn't seem right. Or no, this can't be that. And then you're just, it helps that knock yeah. you back. Like you said, it's that past, that yeah. past conditioning. It is absolutely. And you know, it's, it's interesting that I, I remember years ago, I met with a, a hypnotherapist and she was talking about, she's like, you know, like you think about it like a well-worn path, you know, your brain has been practicing a same road. Okay. We can use the concept of the well-worn path in the field, right? right. That is your brain is like that has been walked over and over and over again. Well, imagine going to a field and being like, yeah, okay, that's a nice path, but we're actually going to change it. We're going to make a new path here. That's hard. You know, you have to walk that a number of times before the other one gets overgrown and you're walking that one. That's what our brains do. And we forget that our brains are part of our physical bodies. It responds to homeostasis. It responds to balance. It doesn't want change. Meanwhile, spiritually, we're like, oh, new things. Oh, okay. This is exciting. <laughs> I love to expand. I love to grow. But our brains are like, no, you don't. <laughs> like balance. There's always that. And I don't think enough people talk about the fact that that is what limiting beliefs are. It's like, right. We hold on to them for a reason. It's safe zone. Right. They serve us. Right. And, and uh, I think a lot yeah. of times when people challenge things that we know are the right path or the right thing we're supposed to do, a lot of it is their own fear of what's coming up for them because it feels like yeah. they're getting knocked off balance if you make that decision. Sure. That it doesn't feel right to them. No, exactly. Well, it's like, oh, wait, they've like stepped out aside that realm of what that reality looks like. That means I could do that too. Oh, dear. That's like bringing a whole bunch of stuff up. <laughs> like, so, yeah. And, and that too, it's, it's, it's interesting because the truth is, is that, you know, um, and I just realized that I forgot to close my blinds. So you're going to get these really interesting like no, things across my face <laughs> as the sun changes. Um, but really it, it is about that life is this journey and it's actually okay if your patterns go you know haywire because hey homeostasis usually kicks in when you're actually making a massive change so just persevere and keep practicing them and then you'll find yourself in that new up level space and it'll all be newly integrated so yeah so cool so yeah. what tips would you have for the listeners that can kind of help them dive into their own spirituality more to dive into your own spirituality more or any tips you would want i would say well I don't know, that's a good like trust me i can list off i was like which <laughs> tips do i share would you ask this big question um i i would probably suggest first of all like we mentioned just play around with your intuition you know ask a question and and see what shows up you know you can you can you can do like what you said it's like go to the edge of the driveway and ask which way to go you can be like okay little story interesting background with that the other day i was a little concerned my son just didn't seem like he was really sparking he was kind of setting his patterns and i reached out to the universe and i said hey you know need something i don't know what to do there can you take care of that one and then the next day that was when it was like hey do you want to go for a walk and it came out of nowhere it was just like Oh, and by the end of the day, he's like, my God, I, I've needed to do that so bad. I didn't even know. And he was totally back to, to wow. connection. And those are the things that you trust. Yes. So definitely first tip, just ask. You have angels sitting there waiting for you to respond. Just ask. They're there. Um, on a practical tool, my practical tool is always like my, one of the biggest ones. Whenever ask, people ask me for a tip, it's always the same thing. Focus on your feet. <laughs> 
Ah. Um, energy always flows from the top of your head and flows down through your body. And any energy healer will tell you that where attention goes, energy flows. So when you imagine that your head might be swarming with thoughts and stressful things, all of your attention is in your head, which means that your energy cannot flow through your body. So you focus on your feet, get barefoot in the grass, focus on your feet, wiggle those toes, your energy will flush down through to your feet and you'll immediately be grounded. You do not actually have to work through all the stuff through your head to get there. So that's that's always one of my favorite go-tos. Um, and then the other one, which one shall we do? Um, I would probably say connect to your heart rather than your head. Mm. So if you are feeling swarmed and focusing on your feet, it's kind of like, okay, now what? Put your hands on your heart and ask there. And as soon as you ask there, you're going to find that you do receive new information. You're going to feel more centered, more present, and you'll connect to a deeper version of yourself. Yeah. Those Those are great tips. And so I like how each one is separate, but also very intertwined with the other. Right. One time I said to um, one of the, one of my clients I was working with, I said, yeah, you can go out. I think I was doing a training on like tapping into your intuition. And I was like, yeah, you just go to the end of your driveway and figure out whether you want to turn right or left. And, and this person, she's a friend of mine as well. She goes, okay, Heather, here's the, here's the test. You have to get to my house and I'm not going to tell you where I live. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, we're not going to go down that road because that's not <laughs> aligning with, but it was just well, funny. I think, I bet you could have done it. I bet you could have done it. I know yeah. that when, um. Uh, you know, like energy healing trainings. I don't know if you do any energy healing, but you know, energy healing trainings are always so much fun. I remember when I did my energy healing training, um, we had to play hide and seek, but one person was hiding and the other, like we paired off it. We could only find, we only had to find one person and we, one person was sitting in like a separate part of the place, closed eyes, and you had to do hide and seek without moving. So you actually had to find their energy in the place. And it was amazing watching how every single person in the class, actually, once they tapped into the energy of the person who was hiding, they could say, oh, I know where they are. They're there. Wow. Yeah. I, probably, I wonder that would be a good like test, but like you, if, if you show up at the wrong house in New Hampshire. Oh yeah, that's true. It's like, it's my friend here. <laughs> Hi, I'm just kind of coming in the middle of the woods. Well, you know? but then the great thing about, you see, the great thing about spirituality, the great thing about trusting the universe is you go, I think I'm supposed to be here. Right. Why am I supposed to be here, universe? You never get right. it wrong. It's always the right. <laughs> Maybe that's the person I've been waiting to meet my whole life. Exactly. Like, you, know. you never know. <laughs> so just trust, 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 and follow the universe. It's always got your back. <laughs> it's, that's fantastic. And your friend might be confused. He might. She might be waiting. <laughs> right. She might be waiting. I'll be like, sorry, I'm on a date. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, and I love this. I love that you brought up grounding with your bare feet. Cause I mean, something I talk about a lot with the nature-based insight coaching and I do, it's like, if you could be barefoot every day, at least once a day outside it. So it makes a big difference. I mean, even, you know, a lot of what we're talking about can sound kind of woo and some people might be listening, but even scientists now are saying get barefoot because most of our shoes, like what, 99.9% of shoes are rubber sold and you are picking up energetic, like, like actual electromagnetic energy 
all the time. Right. So you got to let it out. Yes. <laughs> like just, you got to let it out. So take those rubber shoes off. Like it, that's like basic science. It's like, you know. Right. So, I, yeah. I always joke because I love it. I'm like, you know what? That's a compliment when you call it woo woo. It's a compliment because, but at the same time, like, like you said, the research is catching up now and they're seeing that everything that people might've thought was a little bit out of the box is now becoming more aligned with research and they're, they're, the scientists are now proving that it's actually true. And they're coming out with now grounding wheelchairs for people that can't. Oh, that's brilliant. Pads. And they're coming up with like grounding mattress pads that connect. Oh, I see those. Ground, yes. Right. Yeah, There's so much that you could do, but you can also just get outside. Yeah, and that you can just get outside. I mean, it's different. Like when we lived in Spain, at one point we lived in a on the fourth floor of an apartment that only had stairs, and so it was like, and and it was amazing watching living on the fourth floor of an apartment to notice how hard it was to ground. Like you knew that all of this energy was below you; you were that far away from the ground. So we used to have to like, you know, we used to walk down and just occasionally, but it was Spain. So, you know, there wasn't that much grass. It was like, you know, more like sand and it was like, you know, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting experience to make sure that we grounded it really. And I never really thought about the fact that like when you're in an apartment building, you're surrounded by so many other people's energy. Oh yeah. I felt it. I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of Sedona, Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I went there and was there for like a week and a half staying outside. They have a, there's a lot of free camping out west. Mm. And so you could stay at like about seven or eight miles outside of Sedona on free BLM land oh, and fantastic. stay in your like to stay in a tent or in your truck or whatever you have that you're driving around. And it was interesting because Sedona is so known for their energy and the taxes and all of that. But because there were so many people there. I did not pick up on the energy as much as I did the town next to it. Mm. It was so much more of this laid back, comfortable feel. Yeah. And it was just, it, it just did, it felt so like almost forced energy in Sedona now because yeah. everybody comes there for it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, here in the UK, you have numerous places like that where people, I mean, like take Stonehenge, you go to Stonehenge and quite frankly, um, it, theoretically you can process you go no this is phenomenal but it has become very commercialized where really nearby you have a small village called Avebury which quite frankly has loads of little stone circles throughout the entire village and you're like it buzzes and because it's just not as populated as well known or actually we we used to live over in Wales a while ago and over in Wales you have um, I mean, I don't know how you know UK um, geography, but you have over in Wales, you have this place in Pembrokeshire where the stones from Stonehenge, like there's a few stones in the Stonehenge, which was actually wow. pulled from there. And I mean, when you think of the size of these stones, like people are always like, what? There must have been some reason that these blue stones were like transferred and nobody can figure out how they did it. And so you like, you know, you go over there and you're just like, you just, buzz my husband and I were driving there once in the middle of the night and we just stopped the car and we're like I think we just found the place where Stonehenge stones were found because we were just like what what's going on it was just you can like, feel the energy completely. oh it was so intense it was just this powerful powerful space we just sat there soaking it up for a little while because it was just profound 
but if you go to Stonehenge, they're so absorbed by everything else yeah that it becomes that tourist thing so it makes sense that like people in cities that you just need to be out more you need to get outside more more. yes yeah and it's interesting isn't it because we have a tendency energy's everywhere you know like we have a tendency to name these places it's like okay yes absolutely the vortexes of sedona are a phenomenal thing um you have glastonbury which is the heart chakra of the world here in the uk you have different points in time you have different ley lines that are being crossed there's so much to know but at the same time just get outside (laughs) like there's birds out there who actually know the secrets of the universe go talk to them It's funny because I'm like an hour away from Yellowstone right now where I'm staying. Purposely, I wanted to stay here because I've never been to Yellowstone and I wanted to see it for the first time. And and as I've been exploring, I'm like, you know what? There's so many places right outside Yellowstone that are just as phenomenal and they're just a little different, but they're there's so much energy in them. I can't wait because on Friday I get to I'm going to be leaving this place and going back into my truck and there's a space up north that had amazing camping and it's just oh it's a lush forest that you could tell just oh when I was driving through it earlier this this month I was just like okay I'm coming back here this is where I need to be for a bit that's brilliant so. I love that feeling I love that feeling and it's so funny because again no logic it doesn't matter why you just know that's yeah. what your energy needs perfect yep Awesome. I, I love that earlier you, when I asked you about the story about your husband and how you met him, you mentioned like the chills. That is something I get all the time when I'm, when I'm on it. Yep. Right. So when it's right, I get goosebumps. Yep. Like, and it's oh, yeah. so amazing because I'll be talking with somebody and I'll say something and all of a sudden I'll get goosebumps. I was like, okay, that's what you actually need to hear. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like to call them shivers of connection because yeah. you just get this like, oh, and that's perfect. That's there just it is. the right thing to do. I like that one so much better than when the internet goes fizzy. Right? <laughs> Sometimes you'll just be at like a peak of perfect connection and the internet just goes, and you're like, oh, come on. Go with the shivers. <laughs> My sister and I were talking about that because she's an energy healer as she went to school for energy healing as um, as well as like, like you. And we were talking about yesterday because I was just like, oh, you know, when you're on those phone calls or on the Zoom calls and you're just like, oh, no, the energy is working against us today. It's like there's too much going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It never fails. I was on a podcast interview um, yesterday with a guest who was a medium. Um, and yes. it was so interesting because we were like, you know, having a total conversation. Her her white bars were all like on white. It was fine. No problem. And then all of a sudden we hit something and I ended up talking about like talking. One of her guides was really, really excited to share this information and we dropped to red and it was like, like robot voices. And I was just like, oh no. <laughs> You're like, if you want us to get this message out, you need to let us. It's like, go slow, go slow. <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful. Tech cannot keep up. Yeah, you know, it's so hopefully the listeners yeah, are things, laughing a lot. I love that. those for the validation of it, right? Like it's like it's still I can be doing this for years and years, and it's still the excitement of the fact that, you know, yes, I do do energy healing on the internet. And yes, I do have people in Australia saying, Whoa, what was that? That was intense. And you're like, Yeah, yeah that's what it is. This is how this works. Yes. Where attention goes, energy flows. And I can have attention in Australia. It's all right. good. <laughs> 
it's so powerful and so right like just the yeah. fact that we're meeting right it's like yeah there's it's such an amazing it's not a coincidence that you reached out right and that we were able to connect exactly. and, and that exactly. you're you're reaching people in australia and like yeah I'm reaching people in Germany and it's just exactly and you know you just go what a wonderful time to be alive we you know there's so much happening in the world right now it's so easy to get caught up in oh my god why did I come at this time <laughs> but what a wonderful time to be alive yeah. you know we get to do this we get to talk of these inform this information freely we get to actually explore these topics I mean there's very few generations who actually have had that freedom to be able to really you know talk about these fun things and change and change our lives with them you know right. a lot of people just would have those intuit intuitive pulls and they were they thought it was something wrong with them right and they weren't able to break out of Express society it. norms no. yeah no exactly so where can listeners find you Ooh, <laughs> uh my website is currently spirituallywhereparenting.com and i am slowly migrating my work over to a different website but spirituallywhereparenting.com will always lead to my work it's <laughs> somewhere or the other so there you can find me there i also have a facebook group which is the spiritually aware parent community um and that will be uh that will be active um it will probably be the spiritually aware living community very shortly but I can be sending you links for all of them for sure. Yeah. And as you change them, just send me the links and I'll change them in the- Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you very much. Podcast, That's fantastic. Like bio as well. And um, changing the Facebook name is so easy and you oh, can yeah. use the link so easily. So just let yeah. me know when you do that. And your podcast, is that on every platform? It is. Yeah. Showing up whole. And yeah. And I hope to be able to have a conversation with you on there too. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you Brilliant. so much for being on the Save My Mother podcast. I have loved it. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely brilliant. I love what you do. And it's been a oh, great connection. Thank you. It's been an amazing conversation. Thanks for listening to the Saved by Mother Earth podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please join us every week by hitting subscribe or follow. Until next time, spend every day as authentically as you can, reaching for your true purpose.